Hello, it's uh, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Uh, it occurred to me I haven't set up a bonus show in a while. So uh, I was thinking what would be a good one. This one that you're going to hear goes, is, goes all the way back to J July 24 of 2010. This is my 20th show. Uh, as it starts, you will hear me just start talking because I'm telling the people in the chat room, because in those days I did the show live, telling them to refresh their page, re-enter re their page, because uh, I did something goofy and had to restart the show. Uh, it was my 20th show. Uh, there you go. That's what happens. I made a, a little mistake. So, so that's what you hear right at the beginning, and then my old theme song plays, and then I get started. I mention at the top of the program that uh, some thanks to the, the show that used to be on right before Dimland Radio would come on on Saturday nights. Uh, they always would say something nice about me and say, hey, stick around and listen to Do you know, Dr. Dim on Dimland, uh, Dimland Radio. Um, on this particular episode I talk about here let me open this up uh, I talk about uh, it's it this is the first occurrence of an it's not true this was a new segment for my show in those days uh, I play a song by the who called it's not true play a segment of that and uh, and then I tell you something that's not true some urban legend some strange things that happen in the world or whatever that turn out to not be true. People believe it to be true, but it's not. You know, sort of like you only use 10% of your brain. That's not true. If that were true, you could remove 90% of your brain. Would it? Would you still function normally? Do you think? Hmm? Do you think? No, of course not. Well, um, my it's not true. I believe is um, I expose the fact that talk shows, late night talk shows, the guests on there will sometimes try to pass off a story uh, of something happening to them or someone they know or someone they know they know or they someone who knows someone they know, you know, friend of a friend kind of thing, as if it's a true story, an urban legend. They'll try to pass those off. So I talk about a couple of those. The first one I talk about, I mentioned it's, I, I forget the name of the person who tells the story on Late Night with David Letterman. Uh, I thought it was some actor. It turns out, I've since learned that it uh, was not an actor. It was an author, uh, Douglas Adams, who is the fellow who wrote The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books. He tells this story. It involves cookies. And then Elizabeth Banks was on Craig Ferguson's show, and she tells a story that involves poop. So there you go. Uh, there's a little science bit in there about Ozzy Osbourne. Um, and, oh, I talk about the... Um, the the national anthem uh, the uh, the pledge of the pledge of allegiance that's what I talk about the under God thing so that's what I got coming up it's a very early show for me so let me get everything set up to play and uh, you sit back and now remember you're going to hear me talk right away about uh, you know having to restart the show because <laughs> I goofed up uh, this is your bonus from uh, July 24 2010 show number 20 of Dimland Radio. All right, it's Dr. Dim. Hope you guys are refreshing. I uh, uh, I got started 
without um, doing this right. So let's start it again, shall we? Let's let's start it again. So let's pretend. Okay, everybody, refresh, um, and I'm going to start again. Okay. All right. All right. <clears throat> okay. Quiet now. Everybody, be quiet. There we go. Got to get started again. Hang on. Here we go. Okay. Uh, just just pretend you just uh, refreshed and uh, and and we're started again. This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of ZTalk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps. It's time for Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Yes, it is Dimland Radio uh, here on the Z-Talk Radio Network. I am your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. And I, yeah, I had a little goof at the beginning there. I forgot to have a setting set on my uh, uh, broadcast software and it was playing, and but it wasn't playing. None of you guys have heard it. So you had this gap of about a minute or something with no sound. What's going on? So I turned up my microphone and told everybody that uh, <coughs> user error, uh, or operator error, I should say. I think you guys are the users. I'm the operator. Is that it? Is that how it works? I don't know. Anyway, uh, well, welcome to Dimland Radio. As I said, I'm your host. Uh, what is my name again? Jim. Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. How was your week? My week was pretty good. Uh, I also, you know, every now and then I got to do this. I got to say thanks to Amy and Tracy. Uh, they do Dear Amy. That's just before my show. And they always say nice things about me when they hand it over. Uh, that they, they think I do a pretty good show. And uh, and I, I just want to know that I appreciate it that, uh, that, they, that they say that about my show. And I hope a lot of people that tune in to theirs hang around and listen to mine. Uh, and uh, and um, and then I should point out that uh, um, Trisha in the chat room is going to be helping me with some links tonight. Uh, she'll pop them in there uh, if I get to any of the items for which I have provided her links, which I will, uh, because uh, uh, I have um, kind of a new segment uh, for the show tonight. It's kind of new. I mean, I've done this sort of thing already. Uh, I've, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, well, the segment is called, uh, it's not true. And I have a, I'm so excited. I have a song for it. Okay. So, uh, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. This is gonna be the first official, uh, new segment, uh, on my show. Uh, it's called, it's not true. And, uh, uh let's take it away, boys. It's not true. It's not true. I'm telling you. Yes, that was the Magnificent Who, the Who, I mean, not the Magnificent Who, but the, they are magnificent, 
and it's The Who. It's my all-time favorite band. Uh, that's a song off their very first album, The Who, My Generation, or The Who Sings, My Generation Depends on uh, Which Release You Have. I think, uh, well, never mind. And it's a song called It's Not True, and I thought, oh, i got to use that. I was thinking about it the other day, and it, the song came into my head, and I thought, I, I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, uh, the idea of this segment is to specifically bring up something that... Um, uh, that's not true. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, and, and, I mean, so like urban legends or myths or popular, popular myths or that kind of stuff. So that's what I, you know, that's what this is for. And I thought, what would I do for my first one? I actually have two. They're related, uh, in, in that, um, you guys know about talk shows, don't you? You know, the late night talk shows on, on broadcast TV, and I guess there are some on cable. Uh, you know, David Letterman, Jay Leno, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and the great, the best, my favorite, Craig Ferguson, the late, late show with Craig Ferguson. Letterman used to be my favorite uh, back in the 80s when Letterman came on. I don't know if I got on board right away, but I'm pretty sure I was in on his first year uh, I'm pretty sure, but uh, very early on, uh, anyway, I got in with his show, and I mean, I was a kind of a freak about Letterman. I, I was at the time I was working at Wendy's. Yes, that was back in the days when "Where's the beef?" was the catchphrase, and oh boy, did we hear that phrase! I mean, it, we we you know, every time you heard the phrase, the person who said it thought that they were the first one to say it, but they well, usually somebody was the first one of the day, of course, right? Anyway, so I would work at Wendy's, and by that, <clears throat> let's see, but pretty soon I had worked my way into a position where I could schedule myself, so to speak. I worked a set schedule every week. Uh, it was Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, I closed, and Saturday and Sunday mornings, I opened. Uh, so those are the days I worked, and I don't know how many hours I was working, but Anyway, on the Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, when I was closing, I was hauling butt to get done so that I could get out of there, get home, and catch Late Night with David Letterman back when he was on, on NBC. Now, when he moved over to CBS, I'd kind of, my interest in him was kind of waning by the time he moved over to CBS. Uh, and then I kind of watched him there and off and on. Um, but the, the last, I don't know, I think since 2000 anyway, Letterman's been getting... A little more political than I like, um, and he's you know his. I, I, I just, so it's bothered me. So anyway, Craig Ferguson is now my favorite. But that that has that is true as far as I'm concerned. What's not true is did you, well, did you know? As you know, the, the, the actors and actresses that appear on these shows, they almost always have something humorous to talk about. Uh, some are much better than others, and, 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 and in real life, you know, some people are much better at telling stories than others, and, um, and they have better stories to work with, uh, you know, more interesting personal lives or something like that. And, but there are some, there's a number of actors and actresses that don't have great stories. And I've, I've learned this through listening to podcasts, uh, the comedy podcasts that I listen to, um, that they will, uh, these actors and actresses and some other types, will actually pay someone to write a story for them or pay them for a story from their life. You know, kind of like uh, on Seinfeld when Peterman was buying stories from Kramer's life so he could have interesting stories to tell. 
uh, kind of like that. So they could go on and they could, you know, and they're actors and actresses. They're, they're able to you know, act and tell the story well. But something else they'll do is that they'll tell an urban legend. Uh, and they'll tell it as though, you know, it's either happened to them or to, you know, a friend of a friend, that kind of thing which is generally how urban legends go. If you don't know what an urban legend is, it's, it's you know, it's the story of, uh, oh, I have a friend, uh, a friend of mine's friend went to, uh, to, to Tijuana on vacation with, uh, with his family, and they found this little chihuahua, and it was stray, and they thought it was so cute, so they smuggled it back in to the States, and they, you know, they brought it home with this cute little chihuahua, and they brought it to the vet to get its shots and get it everything, you know, taken care of, and when they brought it to the vet, the vet says, that's not a chihuahua. That's a rat. That's an urban legend. It's never happened. It's a story that gets made up somewhere and gets passed along. So the, the first one that I have, I have two. I don't remember the actor who said it, but it was on Letterman. It was a long time ago. And uh, um, he, uh, he was a British fellow. So he's... You know, he used that as part of the telling of the story. He said that uh, he was traveling and he was in some airport and went into the, you know, they have these magazine shops or snack shops kind of thing. So he went in to get a newspaper and he was a little hungry, so he bought a, a packet, as he called them, biscuits, which I guess is British for cookies. So, you know, he buys this package of cookies and he, you know, he takes pays for him, goes out, sits down in a fairly crowded waiting area at a, at a table that has another guy sitting close to him at the same table, but, you know, that you kind of had to sit where you could. So he, he sits there, and he starts reading this paper, and then after a moment or two, he opens up the packet of cookies that was sitting on the table, uh, you know, between him and the other fellow, and he, he opens up the packet, and he takes, out, takes a cookie out, and he eats it, reads his paper. The guy next to him reaches over and takes a cookie out of the packet and starts eating it. Well, I kind of, you know, the actor looks at this fellow, and it's, you know, but he doesn't say anything. He says, you know, we're British, you know, British folks, we don't want to, we don't want to cause a scene. We just thought, well, okay, all right, I want to, you know, he could have asked, you could have said thank you, you know. And so he, so the actor takes another cookie out of the packet, he eats it, and continues to read the paper. The guy sitting next to him reaches into the packet again. He takes another cookie and eats it. And they each kind of glance at each other, but they don't really want to, you know, they don't, neither seems to want to really start something. So they just keep doing it until the packet of cookies is completely empty. Well, the guy's flight gets called, he gets up, uh, the actor, and he gets up and he gathers all his stuff and he takes off to get into the plane. Now, at some point, either when he's getting into the plane and putting his stuff in the overhead cabinet or when he's gathering his stuff together and walking along, he reaches into the pocket of his coat, which he had taken off, and in the pocket of his coat is the packet of cookies that he bought at the snack shop. The fellow sitting next to him wasn't being rude and stealing his cookies. He was, the actor, was taking that guy's cookies. That ain't true. That's not true. It didn't happen. It's an urban legend. And it's funny, too, because I, I, I found out about it by um, uh, some years later. A friend of mine, my friend Dave uh, uh, Servo, when he ever he shows up, if ever he shows up again, I should get on him about not you know, supporting his friend. But anyway... Uh, he, he, you know, he uh, introduced me to, to these books, you know, the big book of, and 
there were certain things, and one was called The Big Book of Urban Legends, and it's a graphic novel. If you don't know what a graphic novel is, it's a big comic book, and and it's a, it's a thick volume and has several different stories illustrating certain urban legends, and um, and I was reading it, and in there is that story, yeah, it, that it, that almost detail for detail the same story except it's not a British actor it's not this guy it's just some woman or something had these cookies in it so uh, and I went wow that's that's wild this guy would tell this story as though it actually happened to him and it didn't so it's not true the next one uh, okay now this one I do know the person who told the story uh, it was Elizabeth Banks uh, she was promoting the movie uh, Zack and Mary Make a Porno, and she was on late, The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson. He's excellent. If you've ever watched him, he's, he's funny. Um, she was on his show, and, and she announces that she had a poop story. He says, this didn't happen to me. This happened to a friend of mine, she says. And, and she starts to tell the story, and the story is that this friend of hers was out in the evening with friends and met this guy. And she and the guy kind of hit it off, and, yeah, they, she heads home to his apartment with him for an evening of adult fun, and uh, the next morning, she wakes up, the guy's a really nice guy, he's all dressed and ready to go to work, and uh, he, he, he tells her, he says, look, I had a great time, uh, look, I just, you know, uh, he says, don't worry about anything, just go ahead, sleep as long as you want, uh, make yourself at home, uh, when you get up, I, I put a pot of coffee on. Uh, all you got to do is just you know turn it on. It'll you know it'll get the coffee going. Uh, have, make you some breakfast, whatever you want to do, and uh, just take your time. And when you leave, don't worry about it because the door will just lock itself as you go out. So she's doing oh, great. Fine, they kiss. He leaves, and uh, so she gets up. She you know she has breakfast and uh, and um, heads into the bathroom to uh, <coughs> to. Uh, uh, go to the bathroom <laughs> to you know, she had to poop um, and uh, the thing was you know it, it, I've heard variants on this but I'm pretty sure she said that uh, when she she poops she finishes there's the the toilet won't flush there's it just won't go down uh, the water's off in the apartment for some reason uh, the building you know, it had shut down she didn't know it he didn't tell her and it's just like uh oh what am I gonna do uh, so she frantically runs around the apartment, she finds a plastic bag, she goes into the bathroom, she scoops the poop into the bag and, you know, cleans it up as best she can and then takes the poop. She figures, I'll take it with me, I'll throw it in a dumpster somewhere, no one will ever know. By the time he gets home, the smell will be gone. And, uh, she, and so she gets all her stuff together, she goes to leave, she got the bag of poop, she goes over to the kitchen counter, uh, she sets the bag of poop down and then she writes a note, I had a great time, uh, please call me, I, I think you're a terrific guy. And she leaves his phone number and she gathers up her stuff. She heads out the door. The door closes and locks behind her. And she remembers that she didn't bring the bag of poop with her. It's sitting in there on the kitchen counter next to the note saying, What a great time she had. Please call me. What is this guy going to think of me? She can't get back into the apartment. She doesn't have a key. So what's she going to do? You know, she's, you know, I mean, so, so she takes off mortified. The guy's either going to think that she doesn't like him and this is sort of a message or she's, he's going to think she's some kind of, you know, some kind of poop freak, like she's German or something. So, 
Anyway, uh, she uh, takes off and changes her phone number and hopes the guy never sees him again, even though she liked him. And oh. Well, that's not true. It, it's not true. And you know how I found out this wasn't true? or what? I mean, immediately, as soon as she starts telling the story, I'm saying, okay, this isn't true. You know why? A fellow I used to work with at the time, this is back at that t-shirt place where I used to be a staff artist, and then for a while, for a long while, I was working in the office uh, um, not doing art. Um, one of the printers, a fellow named Norman, tattooed from head to toe, piercings all over, nice guy. Uh, he, he not, I don't think, three weeks before this happened. Now, the, the Craig Ferguson show was not a repeat. This was a new show. So not three weeks or so before this Elizabeth's Bank tells this story, Norman tells the same story about a friend of a friend of his. When Norman told the story initially, I kind of looked at him and I said, you know, Norm, and that's a great story. I laughed. I thought it was funny. I said, but you know, it really has all the earmarks of being one of those stories, uh, an urban legend. And it turns out that it is. Now, the, the moment Norman told me the story, uh, I went online and I tried to find uh, find it online. There's a website. It's called Snopes.com. And oh no, S N O P E S dot com. Uh, it's all about urban legends and these email stories that get passed around. This letter was written by you know Barack Obama, and he's saying how he wants to destroy the world. And they track down these stories. They try to find the origins. They try to you know they they explain photographs that come up. Uh, you know things like that. It's it's a it's a nice clearinghouse of information about urban legends and and this kind of popular myth that will go around. And at the time, uh, there wasn't any. I couldn't find anything on the site. So when I was preparing for this this show tonight, I checked at Snopes, and sure enough, I found it. Yes, there is an, uh, an entry on there. Uh, where they explain the story, they give a couple of versions that go around. Some versions say that the water, uh, that she plugged the toilet with the poop, and uh, you know that that and there's and the guy didn't have a plunger or it doesn't work. But in, as a matter of fact, um, if I hope hope Trisha has the link to it, uh, if you go to it to the Snopes for the one about the the poop story, uh, they actually include a link or a video clip that they, some production company actually made a, a film based on that story. It's, it's pretty well done. It's pretty funny. But uh, let me tell you, it's, you know, it's not true. It's an urban legend. It's not true. Ain't that right, boys? And that was my first ever It's Not True. Uh, so, um, and let's see. So I guess, well, I'm close enough now. I'm going to go to my first break. Uh, listen to the break. Uh, there's a new uh, you're listening to that Winnie uh, did up for me just a little bit ago. I sent her a little bit of script, a little bit of music. Uh, have a heads up for it, and I'll talk about it when we come back or something. Uh, so you're listening to Dimland Radio on ZTalk uh, Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons.
competition that beats all the competition. And we'll prove it as soon as we hear any competition. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. UFOs, pop circles, Bigfoot, vampires, demons, mansions, Atlantis, shadow people, werewolves, Bermuda Triangle, all topics on Paradigm Shift with David Christie, which is on Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern on ztalkradio.com. Your force is strong with this one. This station is not your cup of tea. Oh. Then drink coffee. 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 <laughs> drink coffee. 100% news. 100% information. 100% guarantee. But you might say that. <laughs> You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. Hey, this is Tanya. And this is Stacy. And we're from Morning Coffee with Tanya and Stacy. Make sure to tune in Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, as we have segments which include, but are certainly not limited to, TV University on Mondays, my useless facts every day, coffee advice, and Stacy's spontaneous outbursts, of course. We have a number to test every emotion known to man, and we want you to join in on the fun. Come get your ab workout as you join in with laughter and comedy right here on ZTalkRadio.com. Oh, Lord, honey, can somebody tell me what my future holds? Hey, man, you think I can get a reading? Uh, Wrong answer. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Dr. Dim, Jim Fitzsimmons, only on Z Talk Radio. And welcome back to Dimland Radio uh, here on ZTalk Radio Network. I am your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. That bumper was the great Pixies, the fantastic Pixies. Yes, it's kind of a strange song, Broken Face, kind of a weird beginning, but it's such a great song from such a great album, Surfer Rosa, 1988. Uh, did you hear Winnie's new uh, uh, You're Listening To? For me, did you hear it? Uh, it uh, Winnie the other day said something about using uh, the song "Comfortably Numb" as a bumper for uh, for my show, and I said, "Winnie, I can't." Uh, thought about it, uh, but I can't because I have rules about my bumpers. Uh, they all have to have been songs released in the 1980s, and alas, uh, Pink Floyd's "The Wall" was released in 1979, so I can't use it. But I don't res- I don't res- use that rule for uh, your listening tos, you know, for things like that, and certainly not for the uh, "It's Not True" because that song's from 1965, I believe. Um, wow, I just saw a shadow person. Huh, look at that. No, it's just something out of the corner of my eye. Just, it, uh, but it really, it just kind of almost. 
<laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so uh, yeah, so she said, look, you know, well, she thought Comfortably Numb such a great song. She was quoting lyrics, I think, the other day. And I thought, uh, I started thinking about it. I said, well, I can use that somehow. And I've always, I've been saying, I'm, um, you know, Z Talk Radio's redheaded stepchild, you know, always forgotten. You know, not, no, I'm not just kidding. <laughs> it's, I'm just kind of teasing when I say that. I, it's not, I don't really feel that way, you know. Not really. I'm probably more like the oddball uh, uncle or something. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, we, we you know, so I I did have the song in my iTunes. So I found a segment in there that it seemed would work, and I sent off uh, the stuff to her, sent her the script. She got it done for me and sent it back. It's, and so there it is. So I've got a I got a few of those now from uh, from Winnie. I should probably stop imposing on her, having her make them because. Um, I pay her as much uh, to do those uh, uh, those little uh, drops or uh, whatever you call them uh, as uh, as I get paid from Z-Talk. So you know, but that's okay. Yeah, this it's anyway. So I actually have uh, a science item. Mm, yeah, this is a science item. The headline is uh, this is in uh, well in, in the local paper here, but it actually comes from the uh, uh, local paper, meaning St. Paul, Minnesota. That's where I'm broadcasting from from my spacious studio. Um, this is actually from uh, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, written by a, a gal named Georgina Gustin, and the, the headline is pretty good. Scientists to analyze why Ozzy Osbourne has survived. Uh, it's all about, uh, the, the, well, I'll read the, uh, uh, the first couple of paragraphs here. Uh, he is famous for many things, for his eerie scream, for his Satan worship, quote-unquote, uh, for hitting, or, no, I'm not hitting, for biting the head off a dove and a bat, but mostly Ozzy Osbourne has become famous for indulging in decades of near-legendary substance abuse that would vanquish most and surviving. Now scientists could find out why. Sometime this month... Uh, this was dated uh, uh, 4th of July. Hmm, hey. uh, sometime this month, DNA extracted from a sample of uh, Osborne's blood will be sent to St. Louis-based Cofactor Genomics, where researchers will sequence Osborne's genome or map his genetic blueprint. i got to stop there a little bit. Actually, I think... Um, DNA and the genetic blueprint is kind of a misnomer. From what I understand, it's more DNA is more of a uh, recipe. This is what uh, Richard Dawkins had taught me. Not you know he didn't sit down with me personally and tell me it, but I've watched lectures that he's given. Read at least I've read one of his books, and he talks about how DNA is it's much more of a, a recipe. You have all the ingredients, but it and it gives you the sequence in which uh, aspects of the DNA. Jeez, I wish I could speak better at the, on this, are turned on or turned off, and that's you know, what's different about that. I mean, um, every living creature on Earth has DNA in common with each other because we all evolved from a common ancestor, and I'm sorry if you guys don't agree with evolution, but, uh, yeah, everything has evolved. Uh, I don't know how life started. There's theories. There's an idea. Abiogenesis. Uh, there was material about energy, long amount of time, uh, and the, the organic material was created. 
and eventually went into single cell, uh, simple life forms, and became more complex through evolution with natural selection and uh, random mutation, and eventually became everything that we see around us. Uh, and don't forget, 99% of everything that lived on the planet Earth has gone extinct. So, uh, yeah, it's, you know, for about 3 billion, 3.8 billion years, there's been life on Earth. And, uh, and the Earth is about four and a half billion years old. So there's your, there's just a quick little bullet points about evolution, age of the Earth, and all that crap. You know, well, it's not crap. It's wonderful, amazing stuff. It's beautiful. It works. It really does. Anyway... Uh, continuing from this article a little bit later on, um, it's uh, unlikely that researchers will find a, a, the precise reason that Osborne has tolerated his diet of alcohol and drugs. Uh, and then there's a quote by someone named Pearson. I think this is a person that's involved in mapping it out. Uh, it says, maybe we will find a new variant in the gene that's expressed in Ozzy's liver, and that gene may already be implicated in detoxifying some class of drugs, Pearson said. Uh, finding that uh, may not be a smoking gun in figuring out what makes Ozzy tick, but it might be something that, sci that a scientist can follow up on. Uh, I also learned... Um, I think Z-Talk still plays this show. It's called Are We Alone? I used to play the ad for it in the ad breaks, but it gives the wrong time. i got to see if we can do something about that. If the show is indeed still on Saturdays, I think it's 1 to uh, one to 3 uh, Eastern, I think. It's afternoons. Um, Are We Alone is uh, produced by the, by the people at SETI. Uh, Seth Shostek and Molly Bentley are the hosts of the show, and they do a really good job. Seth Shostek is a is an astronomer, and uh, I, th I know I've talked about them before. Um, and they there was I was listening to a recent episode where they were talking about this mapping the genome of, of human beings, and you know when they first did it, I mean the cost was I think it was pretty astronomical, hundred thousand dollars or more or something like that. Uh, Ozzy is going to get his done for about $40,000. It's come down, and they expect that in the next, I think, three years, uh, maybe even less, it'll get down to about $1,000 to do it. You know, this is kind of what happens with technology and, and time. Uh, you know, they come up with other ways to figure these things out, and... Um, and it, it gets cheaper to do. And it might get to the point where anyone... Uh, can get their genome mapped to find out what potential diseases they may be uh, prone to get or th things of that nature so that they can maybe you know, make changes in their diet and lifestyle and, and to help prevent the onset of certain diseases. A lot of people might not want to even know. Like, I don't want to know. Uh, but that and, and they did make sure on that show to say, if you think that the government's going to come in and find out, you know, insurance companies are going to find out what diseases you're prone to by mapping your genome and then refusing your insurance, I uh, think it was uh, I think it was Obama I think it happened just recently I think might have been Bush not sure I should be sure of this but I, I'm not but it was signed into the law that insurance companies can't 
do that. They can't look in to see what's in your genome. If you have it mapped out and you're prone to getting some disease or something, they can't refuse you. It's, it's between you and your doctor, There's you know, so it's law, uh, and hopefully that law will stay on the books. So we might find out, might find out, uh, what it is about Ozzy's liver that handles all the drugs that he's done and he hasn't died from it, and uh, uh, we might find out. And I think a good uh, con, uh, uh, good candidate for doing it next time might be Keith Richards. I mean, he's he's even older than Ozzy, and I, I I don't think Ozzy is actively. Well, I shouldn't say that. He might be still imbibing a little bit. I'm not sure about Keith Richards. I think he is too. Not sure. Uh, so if I'm not sure, I shouldn't say for sure. Um, Next thing I'm going to talk about, uh, last weekend, I didn't talk about it last week because I had my guest uh, uh, Jessica Fox on to talk about her show, Ch uh, Talk is Cheap. Now, she's had kind of a rough week. There was a death in the family, and and uh, so she's had to postpone uh, when her show was going to start. And uh, I think there might have been other reasons, too, why they might have postponed. But, you know, a death in the family is good enough for me. And... Uh, and you know, and really, it takes a while to kind of get this one of these these things going. I mean, it took me how long to finally get on the air from when we started talking about me doing a show. You know, and I got to say about Scotty Rourke. I mean, I had no experience doing this kind of thing, and uh, he just said, "Yeah, sure, that sounds great. You should give it a try." And uh, it'd be great to have a skeptic on. We want we've wanted one on there, so let's have one on. So um, so I'm on, and uh, and I've gotten a little more comfortable doing this. Uh, still get that just before you go on, feel like, mm -hmm. but yeah, as soon as I get talking, I, as long as I have enough to talk about. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk about here, okay, so last week I couldn't talk about it because uh, I had a guest, and uh, I had set it up for notes just in case the guest couldn't make it, and, uh, so I'd have something to do for the show. Um, my son and I uh, watched uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, last Saturday afternoon, and it was my son's first time seeing it. Uh, he's just about to turn seven. He's very close to turning seven, and we we were thinking about what should we watch. We've been watching a lot of stuff uh, on Netflix on the computer, a lot of stuff, you know, kids' movies, and then I've been putting into our DVD uh, queue. Uh, movies for him. I think Chicken Little should be coming next week, and so we've been watching that. We watched uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I thought it was okay. Uh, Amy, uh, my wife, and uh, Hayden had watched it uh, together before I saw it, and then the three of us watched it again. And I thought it was, I thought it was all right. I thought some of it was there were some funny moments in it, and uh, it wasn't terrible. I it didn't get great reviews, but um, I thought that the uh, the uh, the action sequence at the end of the film, the third act or whatever you want to call it, um, seemed to drag on. And uh, I thought, okay, let's let's go, let's 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 wrap this up, let's go. <laughs> and um, it, but otherwise, it was pretty good. And my son loved it, so uh, that's 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 cool for him. So we watched Raiders of the Lost Ark. He'd never seen it, and we were trying to we were picking through, and I'm looking through movies. I thought eh, you might like this one because we he and I watched Magnificent Seven. A while back, and that, that one was okay. It has a little, you know, they mentioned rape in it. You know, he's six years old, almost seven. I don't know if I want to have the conversation about rape, but he, you know, he kind of took it in, didn't, you know, didn't say, Dad, what's that? And I said, uh, that's when uh, a man attacks a woman. So <laughs> it's probably what I would say. And I said, I'll tell you more about it when you're older. Um, 
But uh, anyway, so you saw that, and then I was looking for other things to maybe show them. And it was Amy that said, well, how about, uh, she looks at me, Indiana Jones. And I went, yeah, 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 Raiders of the Lost Ark. I said, I looked at him, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you might, yeah, that I want you to be okay. I was thinking, I'm scanning the movie in my mind. Okay, is there any bad words in it? Is there any... Yeah, they, they have that the, the melting faces and exploding heads at the end there. And there's uh, some violence in it. Not as bad as the violent... You know, the you know the second movie, Temple of Doom, with the guy getting his heart pulled out of his chest. Not as bad as that, but uh, yeah, there's something there. Uh, yeah, okay. So we watched it. Uh, uh, yes, uh, an S-bomb is dropped in there. And I went, oh! Well, okay. Well, he's heard the word. Not, he, he's heard it. So let's, you know. So it was alright. He 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 liked the movie. He thought it was fun. He got a little restless in the non action sequences in the later part of the film. He got a little restless, but uh, after it was over, he's running around. He's Doctor Jones. That was that was pretty cool. So. Um, it, and it made up for, and I, I hesitate saying this because I don't want my wife to feel bad. She felt bad enough about it at the time. But, you know, she really shouldn't have because she didn't know. I didn't tell her. I didn't say anything. It was in my mind that I was waiting for him to get to the right age for he and I to watch Star Wars together, you know. And I might have pulled out, I've got the videotapes, uh, a widescreen edition of Star Wars with uh, without the... Um, uh, uh, without the uh, updates that uh, George Lucas did to the film. Most of the updates, I don't mind. He could have left out the job of the hut sequence that was stupid. Shouldn't have put it in there. It was just, it was just stupid. Jabba looked terrible. They shouldn't have had it in there. And uh, they should, and they certainly shouldn't have had Greedo getting a shot off. You know, Solo shot Greedo. Greedo didn't get a shot off. That was a mistake. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to do a show where I'm going to, I'm going to excoriate. I think that's the word. The uh, the the first three parts. Uh, First two parts. The third part, not so bad, but the first two parts, which I still like, it's just that, uh, you just, you know. Uh. <laughs> anyway, my wife didn't know. She called me at work and she said, We watched Star Wars. And she watched Star Wars? I wanted to watch it with him. The first. I didn't know he was so. I, honey, don't feel bad. <laughs> I, I didn't tell you it's my fault. And, you know, so. But I got to watch Raiders of Lost Ark with him for the first time. Um. Let's see, what have I got now? Well, I'm going to... I might not have a lot of time for this because it's coming up on the next break, but I try not to get overly political on the show. Um, but uh, I'll say a little something here. And it's uh, back on the 4th of July, I put on my Facebook page, I put the phrase, uh, One Nation Indivisible! Exclamation. And it... It's kind of I'm doing two things there as an atheist, um, making a statement that has been done. Billboards have been going up, had been going up around the country that would say "One Nation Indivisible," big flag behind it. And of course, these lawless Christians would jump up on there, and not all lawless Christians, but well, no, the lawless Christians, the ones that are lawful, didn't do it. They probably shook their heads and said, "Oh, damn, atheists." They're all going to hell. But um, no, but the lawless Christians jumped up there and spray painted and vandalized it and put the under God and had to get up there. And so I was making the one statement that, that you know, under God doesn't need to be there. It was put there as a Cold War measure to differentiate us 
from the Soviet Union. We are different than the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union is evil and godless, and we have God, so under God got stuck in there. The other thing I was saying about it was that the very uh, act of putting under God in there is dividing the people of this nation. Not everybody in the United States believes in God. And by that I mean the Judeo-Christian, and I suppose you could put in the Muslim God, because I think he's all the same God, just, you know, different, very slight variations of, you know, whatever. So when you do that, then, then the Hindus look at it, and the Sikhs and the Buddhists and the you know uh, the pagans and Wiccans and agnostics and atheists look at it and they say, well, what about us? Which God? Which God are you talking about? Uh, you know, I don't have a God. I you know, and so that that in itself is di divisive. It's not. It, it shouldn't be. So that was the statement I was making. Something interesting happened in the comments, which I, I wouldn't, wasn't expecting. So when I get back from the break, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll talk about that. I'll read through these comments that I had on there. I gotta get ready to go to break here. So, um, uh, this is what is the show? This is Dimland Radio, isn't it? I mean, that's kind of written down somewhere. Yeah, and I am your host, Jim Doctor Dimfit Simmons. Of course, you're listening to the show on the Z Talk Radio Network. I will be uh, back in about I don't know three and a half minutes. Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Are your friends telling you that your lack of a love life is because Mars isn't rising in the house of Jupiter and that it's just like a Sagittarius to question things? Have Suzanne Summers and Jenny McCarthy become the sole source of medical advice for your mother-in-law? Have you had to argue the fact that the efficacy of coffee enemas has not been proven by science? Has the use of the evolution is just a theory argument driven you to the point of telling your co-workers to, okay, Stop using gravity then. As dealing with dowsers, arguing with anti-vaxxers, harping on homeopathists, quarreling with collations, squabbling with Scientology, and bickering with Bigfoot left you wondering, what can I do to fight the woo? Then head on over to the James Randi Educational Foundation at www.randy.org and contribute to the Season of Reason fundraising campaign by clicking on the donate button. Every dollar you give helps fight woo the world over. Don't just get frustrated. Get involved. Donate at www.randi.org. Your assignment is to listen to the buzz on Monday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Central on ztalkradio.com. Okay, I'm going to pop in here for a second. Now, this is the uh, the buzz ad that they, they call Mission Impossible. And I, I just I want you guys to listen real close. 
Okay, I, I have noticed this, and I don't know if anybody out there has noticed. Now listen real close. Now, they just said your mission is to listen to the buzz on, on Monday nights. And what you're going to hear, if you listen, it'll play on a little bit, and you will hear a guy saying, go. Right, you, okay, you will just listen for it. He'll say, you'll hear go. And now it's not an EVP. There's an actual somebody saying go. I don't know why. It's just part of the clip. And then there's an explosion. So, so it just, it's, it's coming up right away. So listen, listen, listen. Okay, okay I'm going to start it. Okay. This message is self-destruct. This is Tangina. You're gonna give me whiplash looking up there too. I've cleaned many houses, and I don't know what it is that hovers over Dr. Dem's house, but it was strong enough to punch a hole into this world and take his wallet away from him. And I think what we might be dealing with is the beast. Hold on. Did you just say that Dr. Dem doesn't believe in poltergeists, tiny fortune tellers? Or the beast? Well, holy sh**. Why the didn't somebody tell me? Anyway, Dr. Dem's a skeptic. He'll be right back on ztalkradio.com. I still think this house is clean. Hands can do incredible things. This is the sound of two hands helping to save a life. It's called hands-only CPR, and it's recommended by the American Heart Association. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life. For more information on this latest method of CPR, visit handsonlycpr.org today. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Station identification. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. Operating frequency on ztalkradio.com. And you're back on uh, Dimland Radio. I am your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, and we are also on the Z-Talk Radio Network. That song leading back in uh, is a song called Jordan, Minnesota. Minnesota, woohoo! Although that song isn't, a, uh, uh, isn't cause for cheering. Uh, it's, a song, uh, it's by a band named uh, Big Black. They're from Chicago, and of course that song's from the 80s, and I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment. I want to wrap up what I was saying uh, about the under God, indivisible, you know, one nation. And look, I'm not trying to pick a fight with anybody who believes in God. You believe in God, you're perfectly right. You have a right to do it. I, you know, it's it's your choice. It's uh, you know, and, and some people might say, look, I don't have a choice. I believe in God, and that's uh, that's great. I I I I'm not trying to talk anybody out of it. I'm just, and I think what the other atheists atheists that put up the billboards are trying to point out is that. When you put something like under God in there, you're take you're you're disincluding, if that's a word, uh, those fellow citizens of yours that just that don't happen to believe in the same God you believe in. You know, and it's so you know, like I said, you're kind of uh, you're 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 disincluding the Hindus and Sikhs and Buddhists and you know Wiccans and pagans uh, that all believe in some sort of higher power or higher powers, 
but you know, don't necessarily believe in the Judeo-Christian Islamic God. So, anyway, so I put that up, and I, I got a reaction, not a huge reaction, I got a reaction that I, I didn't expect, and this is part of kind of why I, I, try, I try not to get too political, because I'm telling you, years ago I'd be more into it, but I'm just, I've gotten so weary of it that, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm not sure I think much of either party, and, you know, I don't know. So, <clears throat> the, the uh, first comment that came in, now the two comments came in from people that are my Facebook friends that uh, became Facebook friends of mine through uh, uh, the podcast Stuck in the 80s. That's how we you know, met each other. And, um, and I talked about the virtues of Stuck in the 80s uh, previously. So it's a podcast. Uh, get it on iTunes. It's a website, a blog site. Look for it on Google. Stuck in the 80s. Uh, it, it, it's, if you like the 80s pop culture kind of stuff, you'll, you probably will enjoy the show. Anyway, so I put this up, and the first comment I get is by a fellow named Chase. Um, and it says, uh, you know, what nation do you live in? Sarah Palin kind of divided this nation a while ago. Maybe I shouldn't put that kind of emphasis on it. Uh, let's just read it. Uh, well, that's what it said. Uh, Douglas, uh, he says, I think it was well divided before Palin. She was just the proof. And, you know, and I, you know, I looked at that and I thought, you know, uh, why? <laughs> She's never going to be president. She's never going to be vice president. It's not going to happen. She's not going to be the candidate. Uh, it's just not going to happen. It, you know, I, I mean, I could be wrong. I didn't think Obama would become president uh, uh, before he was even candidate. I was thinking, I, you know, I just don't see people voting for a man whose middle name is Hussein. But, um, you know, but I was wrong. You know, okay, so he's president. He's doing what he can. And I, you know, I don't hate him. Okay, and you know, and I promised him that when he was elected. I, even though I didn't vote for him, uh, I wrote a blog saying I promise I'm not going to hate you. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be the, I'm not going to turn into the person uh, that I was uh, bothered by the previous eight years. You know, listening to them just pour this vitriol and hate it all over Bush, and some of it he may have deserved, but you know. He thought he was doing what was right. I don't think he went in there with some Machiavellian scheme to destroy the world. Um, you know, I didn't agree with everything he did, and but I, I didn't hate him. Uh, and I, I just, you know, and I refuse to be that that kind of person to hate the president just because I may disagree with him on some political ideas. Uh, and I don't, I don't think Obama's, you know, he's he loves America. He's doing what he think is best for him. I might not agree with him on things here and there. It doesn't make him an evil, terrible person. I wish the people who hated Bush would have thought the same thing uh, during those years. Now they may have what would, you know, they may give me arguments that would justify their feelings. But uh, anyway, that's just how I come to look at it. So I, I get these two comments here, you know, Sarah Palin. Okay, you know, um, so I, I, I commented back and I, I wrote this that's right didn't George W. Bush divide the nation no wait wasn't it George H. W. Bush no it was Reagan hang on it was Gerald Ford come to think of it it was Richard Nixon no I'm wrong again it was Dwight D. Eisenhower Herbert Hoover Calvin Coolidge uh, Warren G. Harding William H. Taft Teddy Roosevelt uh, McKinley Harrison Arthur Garfield Hayes Grant oh no 
it was Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln divided this nation. That goddamn divider, damn Republicans. They're, they're all a bunch of, uh, they're all nothing but dividers. Uh, we really would be one nation indivisible if we would just all vote for the highly enlightened, totally incorruptible, honest, caring, sweet and friendly, cute and cuddly Democrats. Then everything would be wonderful. If only there was some higher power who could make the Republicans all disappear. You guys are right. And don't get me started on those damned independents. Now, it was just, I, I just, I had to. Now, nobody commented back. It just stopped at that. And I just thought it was an interesting reaction to something that I thought was fairly, well, I, I was expecting more of a religious uh, deal. But my friend that I work with, he had the best comment. He wrote, it's not indivisible. You can see it plain as day. Maybe with a cloaking device, it could be indivisible. <laughs> so I think his is probably the smartest statement. Uh, movie recommendation time. I, you know, I wonder if I should get a music for this. Now, as I said about uh, that big black song, Jordan, Minnesota, and it's not a song that say, woohoo, Minnesota, because Jordan, that song, Jordan, Minnesota, is all about uh, the mid-80s uh, hysteria. Now, the song was written from that angle. Uh, but it 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 was stemmed from this hysteria that took place in the mid '80s, went through I think the late into the early '90s. Uh, this all this whole idea that this country was seething with satanic cults and child molesters that were that were just running rampant, child pornography rings and and satanic orgies in which the the parents would bring their kids into it, and, and every adult at the party would have sex with the kids, and the kids would be hung by their ankles. Or, and and abused and all this all this stuff was happening and it happened in Jordan Minnesota uh, in Scott County uh, a town called Jordan and an overzealous uh, district attorney or, or you know uh, state prosecutor whoever it was she went she, you know some how some words of abuse got to some investigator and, and it just snowballed and all these kids were going out now why is it part of the movie recommendation? There's a movie out there. It's not about Jordan, Minnesota. It's about uh, Bakersfield, California, and back in the mid-'80s. And the movie's called Witch Hunt. It's a documentary that was released in 2008. And it focuses on this, uh, this mid-'80s child molestation, satanic, satanic cults hysteria. It, 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 and this group of middle-class people uh, working people, uh, parents, and somehow one ac accusation got made, and then police and investigators started, you know, getting all these kids to tell that yeah, this guy, this guy's dad molested me, and my dad molested me, and all this, and it just got happening because of uh, interrogation techniques that were completely improper. Uh, especially with children, you know, that, that you know, hammering at some girl for four hours to to admit that her father molested her when for about four hours she said no he didn't until finally she just wanted it to end so she said whatever the adults wanted her to say, and then the case cases all went to trial and none of them, as far as the documentary showed, uh, none of the cases offered any physical evidence. It was all children's testimony. The kids said so. And kids don't lie about that kind of thing. Well, yes, they do. 
they do lie about that kind of thing. They're either trying to please an adult, or the memory was pl planted in their heads. They may start of actually thinking that it did happen. Uh, it, it's just they just want to get out of the situation they're in. They're going to say what they're going to say, and these people went through trial. They were many were convicted. Some for you know three hundred oh, well almost three hundred years. I mean it was just it, it was insane, and it, before. Uh, the, 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 the science of psychology caught up with the hysteria, uh, and and the California Attorney General, I think a fellow named Van Camp, Van Kemp or Van Camp, looked into it, and even then, it still took years to get these people out of prison. They didn't do it. They were innocent. None of them did it. The evidence, the, there was one incident where they showed that there was evidence that the prosecutors had, but they didn't bring it forward that said that uh, uh, that there was no physical evidence that these kids had been molested. The daughters of one of the fellows showed their, you know, their areas all appeared normal. Uh, Good night, doctor. Good night, Frau Blucher. Already? Oh. So, Witch Hunt. Uh, it's a 2008 documentary. If you've got Netflix, get it on your Netflix. You can watch it online. That's how I did it. And my wife and I, she watched it first, and she, you know, we tried to watch it together, but, you know, there was a storm going on, and our internet wasn't working right. And uh, anyway, so, uh, it, watch it. It, it, took, it took many years to get these people out. Uh, I think the earliest was uh, six and a half years, and the longest was 20 years before they got these innocent people out of prison. So watch it. It's a witch hunt. It's great. And, uh, and uh, yeah, they could have used some skepticism, don't you think? I think they could have used some. And speaking of which, I've gotten to the end of the show, and I want to, first, before I get out of here, I want to be sure to remind you to uh, stay around and listen to uh, Scarefest Saturday. And I want to thank Trisha for putting in um, uh, the links in the chat room. Email me at drdim at dimlen.com. Be skeptical. Extraordinary uh, claims require extraordinary evidence. And as always, I am your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons on the Dimland Radio Show uh, on ZTalk Radio Network, uh, reminding you to sleep with the lights off. has been a production of the Z-Talk Radio Network. And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. in.
Now what the hell am I going to talk about next week?